Hello, and welcome back to the Keeping It Together podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Alyssa, and welcome to episode 47, Road to the Live Show. Road to the Live Show. If you haven't been keeping up with our Instagram, we have started a hashtag and we have started the movement for the Road to the Live Show, July 27th. Yes, guys, it's real. It's happening. It's real and happening. And guess what? We have extremely exciting news for you all. Yes. Can I get a drum roll, please? We have a location. We have a venue. Tickets are going to be coming out this week with everything where we're going to be at. But to give you guys a heads up, we are going to be at the Williamsburg Music Center in Williamsburg right off the M train stop. We are super excited to bring this to you guys. This has been something we've continuously talked about. Mark your calendars down July 27th. Show starts at 730. Yes. Doors at 630. My goodness, it's real. It's real. It's, it's so happening. real. I can't believe it's happening. I know. When when we saw the place yesterday. Oh, well, yesterday being Saturday because today is Sunday and we're coming to you from the past. That is true. <laughs> that is true. But it's beautiful. It is a really historic location in Williamsburg. It was a ja- it's been a jazz club for the last uh, almost 40 years now. Yeah. And the owner is phenomenal. He was, I could talk to him for hours about music and life. And it's just this venue when you see it, if you were to put our show into a building, into a place with character, this whole location is it. And we're super, super pumped. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, I'm so excited. The place kind of reminds me a little bit of the smaller venues that I used to play at in Columbus when I was in the band. You were talking about Scully's. Yes. Scully's. Um, I mean, this place is a little bit smaller than Scully's, but same kind of vibe. Yeah. Same kind of feel. Very, uh, like I said, it's got the character to it. It just yeah. feels very homey. Like, you just feel like you're at home there and you can hang and you're so comfortable there. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, it's so cozy. I'm so excited for it. It's just so beautiful. We're not going to give too much away about yes. what it looks like. You're just going to have to come and check it out. You're just going to have to come to the show and see what we got going on. We had a really good session to plan it out and we're super pumped yes also shout out to nick snell photos for taking our promo photos he's here in the studio with us today taking some more photos and i think i just embarrassed him he looks a little red <laughs> he's about as red as the ohio state logo uh, on his shirt i see him <laughs> and he's gonna take a picture of me with the mic ah! oh now we getting you ooh. He done ooh. check him out on instagram uh at nick snell photos for some incredible incredible photography um, and as you all know, we are here at the best studio in New York City, Gotham Podcast. Yes. We're doing all the shout outs in the beginning of this show today. All of them. Um, we've been with them for the last year and they're about to move locations to this fabulous place that we can't say yet, nor do we know where it's at. But we're so excited oh my to gosh, be in a new area of the city. It's going to be incredible. We're super, super pumped. We don't know exactly where it is, but we know that it is at least going to be closer it's going to be to by us. some central transit system. Yes. So <laughs> hopefully we know it won't take as long to get to the oh, studio if anymore. If I could take the Q train, that would save lives. It would. It would. That would be everything. It would decrease our commute by like 20 minutes, I you think. You know what it would help me with? What? Time management. It would help me manage my time better because all of, you know, I wouldn't have to rely on a 40 minute commute all of a sudden. Not that I don't love coming downtown. Of course. Here in the financial district. I love it down here. There's a lot of great stuff. But if I could manage my time just a little bit better with the trains, I think it would help. 
That's a solid segue into today's topic. What are we talking about, Alyssa? <laughs> Today we're talking about time management because it's been a struggle lately. Honestly, I feel this so much. It's been a struggle for me just because I've been trying to get back into my normal routine. The last couple months have been pretty insane for me. I've been traveling a ton, working super late, and just can't seem to get my normal shit figured out again. I I could see that because I feel the same way. I feel like since we moved... I haven't really been able to really get we keep discussing myself this. together. Nothing against you. No, I know. It's just, ironically, around the same exact time we moved, work got busier, life got busier, got more hectic, and it's like... It is so hard to not only change your routine, but if you've fallen out of it, to get back into it. One of the biggest things for me is I'm a 5.30 a.m. CrossFit type person. I know I'm insane mm-hmm. and it's ugly and a disgusting hour of the day to wake up at 4.30. But as soon as I stopped doing that for like three months, I it's been such a struggle really? to get back doing this. You know this. You literally have to open my door and turn the lights on. And if you don't, I don't get up. That is true. I've been getting better about it lately. But uh, sometimes when I just get home from work, I just want to like decompress and not go to bed right away. And yeah. I just want to hang and just relax. I know it's hard. It's tough. It's very hard. It's so hard. And it's like trying to just get back to quote unquote normal. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that is anymore because things haven't been normal for like four months. Yeah. What's hard for me is that. You know, I don't always have a set schedule like you. Like yeah. you for work, you know that you're going to work mm-hmm. nine to six, nine to seven, whatever. Yeah. Um, For me, you know, it's like I'll have clients in the morning. Mm-hmm. I'll have a break in the middle of the day and then I'll have yep. clients or I'll work my desk job at night. Yeah. But with the clients, they're also variable. So, for example, last week I had, you know, a 5 a.m., 5.30 a.m., 6 a.m. client, like, mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. So I was waking up same time every day, and I had more and of a set schedule. Yeah. But this coming week, for example, that's not going to be me every day. Right. And it's going to throw me off a little bit. And even the whole having the break in the middle of the day also throws me off. Yeah, I don't know what that's like. If I if I get, like, a 10-minute break during my day to, like, actually go outside of the office, that is a glorious day. Yeah. Well, I guess for me, with my job... Um, when I'm working, um, it requires me to be fully there. So I also work outside of the job, Mm -hmm. like all the ins and outs of the job. So the programming, um, the programming, the research that I have to do that goes into the programming, that kind of stuff I have Mm -hmm. to do on my own time. So it's like a productive break. Like you're still working. It's not like a real break. Yeah. Like I'm still having to work. It's just, I don't have like a set schedule to work. Right. So, and then I also get caught with the nap. Oh, because the I get nap. up because I get up so early, and because so mm-hmm. early in the morning, I have to be present. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's exhausting, and I'm like, I know for the second half of this day, I'm gonna have to go back out. I'm gonna have to go deal with more people. Yep. I'm gonna need a nap. I'm gonna need some coffee or something. And then even taking a nap mm-hmm. throws me off because I'll set yeah. my alarm. But I won't get up when the alarm goes off. I keep snoozing it. So oh, that's the worst. Snoozing is like one of the worst things you can do. I know. I read so many articles and stuff about this because I'm really trying to get my my shit back to normal almost. And even though my life will always be crazy, I, I'm just trying to get back into that. And they say the worst thing you can do in the mornings is hit snooze. You're supposed to like get up right away. Even if you just sit up, 
that will help other than hitting snooze. I know. It's just, it's so, it's hard. Um, And I know that's a habit that I really need to kick. Like, you're not the only person who's told me this. I was talking to another trainer friend that I have, Mm -hmm. um, and he was even telling me, like, I used to snooze all the time, and Mm -hmm. it really messed me up. Yeah. So... I could definitely see that because when you snooze your alarm, you kind of go back half asleep. It's even worse for you because then you're even more annoyed because you're expecting to get more sleep when you snooze, but your body's already up, but your Mm -hmm. mind's not up. And then you're even more tired when you get up the second, third, or fourth time. Yeah. It's awful. Why do we have a snooze button plugged into alarm clocks? Why do I have a snooze button on my phone? Well, because people probably kept turning their alarms off and then just didn't show up to stuff. True. Is that the invention of a snooze button? I don't know. That'd actually be a good thing to research. You know, it'd be interesting to see how did somebody come up with the word snooze? Where does that come from? You know, like, I'm just going to go have a snooze. Yeah, I know. That's interesting. I mean, so maybe nap. Snap. Sleep. Nap snooze where does that come from that doesn't like Mm. nothing fits in this honestly the english language is one of the things that intrigues me the most because we have some really weird ass words we do like snooze being one of them yeah now that's gonna bother me because i don't understand (laughs) you don't understand where it comes from yes i i mean i don't either um you know there's a company casper they have this marketing going on right now in the subways with like all these different riddles, but like their sleep rizzle, riddles. And one of them is like how like they somehow get to the word snooze and they take like what the riddles do is they'll take a picture and tell you to add or subtract words or letters from it. And I can't remember the one for snooze, but it like talked about how it came to fruition. Like this word snooze. Like they took ooze and then I think they took from the beginning um, like Snapple but instead of a Snapple, they it, it was like the Snapple bottle minus Apple plus ooze. And it was snooze. <laughs> it was great. I know. I, I remember these advertisements because one of the times we were going somewhere on the train, we mm-hmm. were sitting there trying to figure them all out. That's such smart advertising is when you actually engage with your, your audience and who you want to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, who you want to do? Have to who am I? I can't even speak today. You have to find some sort of entertainment on the trains because there's no internet. You know what? If there was internet on the trains, that would help me manage my time oh my so much God. better. I don't know how we don't have it yet because, like, I was talking to our friend Powell about this in San Francisco on their subway train lines. There's Wi-Fi on them, really, on, on the underground line. I don't know what it's called. I can't remember off the top of my head, but. They have internet on them. How has New York City not figured this figured this out yet? Yeah, or the MTA exactly because a huge part of at least here in the city, when you have to go somewhere, you have to really plan it out. Oh yeah, and it can be time consuming. For example, um, right now for us, it takes us about what like thirty minutes, forty would, minutes to commute down here. I would say 45. on a good day, thirty five minutes if I get to the train and it's right there. Okay, so then say that about... Because think about it. We have to walk to the yeah. 4 or 5 line. We have to walk all the way up to Lexington Avenue and to not give where we live away. We do live on a farther side. We live closer to the water. Mm-hmm. And that walk alone is about 10, 15 minutes. Then we have yeah. to get on the express train. And if we're lucky, we're not waiting over five minutes. 
So then you have to bake in time that you're waiting. I could go on a whole round. Yeah, so let's let's say that the actual train commute is 25 minutes. In that 25 minutes time, Mm -hmm. you could get some serious stuff done. If I could just do my emails on a train. Yeah. You know, that would be so helpful. Like I like I would read emails. I would probably be able to at least jot some things down for programming for clients. Like at least mm-hmm. get some of it done. Mm-hmm. I'd be able to read up on things I need to read up on. Yeah, you know, if there was just internet, it would make it would make the time so much more useful. Even when we're coming in here for a studio session, if we could finish some talking points or whatever else, and we need the internet for, we need articles and shit to back our stuff up. Yeah. How great would that be? Somehow the MT has figured out this new cardless system or new no um paper cards. You know they're switching over to that, but they can't figure out Wi-Fi. But they can figure out how to get all of the turnstiles to have this new contactless thing. I think probably just having the internet on the trains just isn't their top priority right now, unfortunately. You would think. Which it would make sense. I mean, so on the buses they have Wi-Fi. Technically there is internet on the trains. But it's not great. And when, there, you, when you connect to it, it's like only books. Well, which is great. You could read a book on the subway, but you can't browse the internet. There's technically Wi-Fi. That's interesting. I wonder if there's something there. Maybe there's some New York law or something like that that doesn't allow them to do full-on Wi-Fi. Like, there has to be some there's... reasoning behind why the Wi-Fi is so limited. Because they don't want people to manage their time. Maybe. I don't know. If anyone out there knows the answer to this question, if you know some NYC subway you would facts think we would or something, fill us in because we are confused. I am confusion. I am confusion. Literally, though. You know, it's also confusion how I still can't get my shit figured out. What do you mean? Ugh. I've been trying so hard to just get up at 4.30 in the morning. I'm even going to bed late, like, earlier. Like, I'm going to bed at 9.30 at night on weekdays, even weekends, to, like, somehow try and think this is going to help me. But, like, when I – my problem is now I can't fall asleep. It takes at least an hour to fall asleep. Now, what are you doing right before you fall asleep? Are you watching TV? Are you, like, on your phone? I put my phone, I don't even have my phone next to my bed anymore. I have it on a bookshelf in my bedroom and I keep it there so that way when my alarm goes off, I have to get up. Well, how long? And get it. How long after you come home are you trying to go to bed? On a really good day, I'm home at seven o'clock. But sometimes there are nights I'm not home until eight, eight thirty. And you're trying to go to bed nine, nine thirty? That's why. Because you're still so amped up. From just traveling, from just getting home. It takes you at least an hour to wind down. Because I do what I can to schedule everything in my day. And maybe that's where I'm going wrong. Or doing all these, like, time blocks to, like, get shit done. Like, from this time, I have these meetings. From this time to this time, I'm going to have lunch. From here, I'm going to work on this project. And then I'm going to plan it out so I can leave the office at 6.30. And it doesn't work out like that? Nope, because there's usually fire drills that happen throughout the day. Excuse I, me? I call them fire drills. It's like last minute things come up and you have to mm. react extremely quickly and kind of drop what you're doing to do it. And have you ever thought about planning for these occurrences, like blocking out a chunk of time out of your day at work? It doesn't have to be, you know, at the precise spot where something would mm-hmm. come up. But what if you blocked out the average time you know it takes you to handle these situations? Well, Obviously, I, every I, single one is different, but it's tough because like you can't. 
we can't just have time blocks on our calendars at work because we need to show that we're available at certain times if we do have to have a meeting scheduled. Oh, so this this is your calendar that you share with the office. Because mm-hmm. I thought this was a calendar that you personally had, the Google Calendar. Well, the Google Calendar I try and keep to my personal life, and then I keep my work calendar separate. Ah. Uh, I do. Because my work calendar, you can, in the organizations, a lot of people have this with, like, Outlook and stuff. You can look up somebody's email and see what times they're available. So, like, when I have to schedule meetings for people, we throw everybody's emails into, like, a calendar invite and then have to schedule it from there. That's interesting. Okay, mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. That's I'll- how you do it. Even Google calendars work like that too, but Google and Outlook, the integration, it's sort of there. It's sort of not there, so it's tough. So I, it's just easier for me if I just keep them separate because um, then I have the Outlook app to do that. But beside the point, it's tough because you can't continuously have these random blocks in your calendar of like when you're doing certain work. Because what if it doesn't take me that long? What if it takes me longer? What if it takes me a shorter amount of time? You know? True. That makes sense. It's tough. And I keep trying to start my days earlier. I mean, there's a lot of science behind waking up at 4.30 is so much better because you get two more hours in your day, usually more productive. You're awake earlier, which means you're ready to start a lot earlier. The days that I do get up at that time are some of my best days at, at work. Yeah. I'm I'm like ready to go. I'm very focused. I'm I'm very energized. I will tell you what. This past Friday, I had to get up at 4.30 for a client. But because I started my desk job earlier than than uh, than the other days during the mm-hmm. week, um, I did not get a chance to nap. So I was just up and going all day. And I actually felt very productive which was good because your girl was the one woman show on friday doing all the things at work true taking all the interviews teaching all the classes like friday was a very overwhelming day but i was able to tackle it Mm. so now that i'm saying this out loud i wonder if i gotta stop taking naps and just start going to bed earlier which is also very hard for me as well because i'm like you where I'm getting home at like eight thirty, yeah. nine o'clock. And it's we're hard. At, we're at a stage in life where you have so much shit to do. You have to plan out when you're going to go grocery shopping, plan out when you want to go out with your friends. You have to plan out all whatever medical appointments you need to have done, the dentist, the doctor, gyno, whatever it is. And there's always some shit we have to do. Like I'm currently trying to plan out when I'm going to finish my spring cleaning. And it's difficult. Like, I just have personal shit I want to get done, but I every time I try and plan it, something else comes up. Yeah, okay, that was me this weekend because I was planning on trying to go through my clothes in my closet because I need to swap out the winter stuff and put Mm -hmm. in the spring stuff and put the winter stuff away. Mm -hmm. Did that happen? No, because it was like as we got closer to the weekend, um... It seemed like, which I mean, it's good. It's cool to have a bunch of friends that want you to come and do stuff. But it was like, I, so many people wanted me at certain places. And it was like, I can't be two places at once. Yeah. So, of course, you know, me, I don't like FOMO. So, of course, I went to these things. And I was like, mm-hmm. I can do my closet at a later date, which is also. FOMO is the worst. And mm-hmm. it's the reason so many people break their routine because they'll see shit on social media and somebody's Insta story and their Snapchat story. And they're like, why am I not doing that? Why am I not there? Why am I sitting at home alone? Bored. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, I've definitely felt that way a bajillion times. Mm-hmm. So. 
But I mean that that I didn't I didn't want to miss out. But also too, there's also the other aspect of it of like, you know, my friends wanted me there. I don't want to upset my friends. Mm-hmm. So let's go do this. Let's go get this done. We're, so we're also at the time of year where people are gonna want to go outside and do things. It's spring and the city. Warm. It's getting warmer. I feel like the winter is so easy to keep a schedule because nobody wants to do stuff. Nobody wants to go outside in the snow. Nobody True. wants to go outside when it's cold. You know, but now we're at a point where the weather's getting nicer. I mean, unlike today where it's just been rainy all day. Oh, today's awful. But when it's so sunny and nice out, even if it's like 60 or 50s and sunny, you just want to be outside and you want to be doing things. You don't want to be home. Yeah, because then you also don't want to like waste the time. There's another aspect of it, too. It's like, oh, I'm only this young once. Oh, I'm only here once. I need to go do all this stuff while I can. You know, I can always mm-hmm. clean at a later day or go sh- grocery shopping at a later yeah. day. Yeah, I mean, I used to say that excuse all the time in, like, college. Because I'm like, college is four years. I want to enjoy it while I can, but now I'm out of it. I can't keep using that excuse. Life isn't always or whatever. Life is always going to be around. I'm just trying to keep it together. Ooh, 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 kill him. <laughs> ooh, kill him. <laughs> oh, I'm so punny. It's so bad. But my point being, my point being, it does make it harder to keep yourself to a schedule, especially when other people are coming in wanting you to do things. And then you almost seem like you're a bad friend or a bad person for not wanting to go out and and do those other things. Yeah, because then there's guilt. There's there's the guilt. And then again, there's another there's a fear aspect of it where it's like, if I don't go now, they might not invite me again. Mm you know mm-hmm. so there's there's a whole bunch of other factors too i think it's this. just also about being honest as like why you can't go and do something like yeah a lot of it for me personally i'm trying to save some money i'm trying to trying to pay that credit card debt down but i'm also trying to travel and enjoy things in the future where if i miss this drinks or if i miss this dinner with a friend it's not going to be the end of the world in terms of my bank account it's going to be even better for me but you have to kind of figure out what's more important, the relationship or whatever you're going to do. But then on the other hand, the other person should understand as long as you're being yeah. honest. I mean, if yeah, if you're being honest, when people lie and they like dance around. Oh, I hate that. The truth or whatever. Um, and I mean, usually people are bad liars anyways. So, you know, it's obviously the other party that you're not coming for some bogus reason. Mm-hmm. And then they're, like, less inclined to invite you next time because you, know you made I, an excuse. You know what I hate more? When people don't respond. You invite them somewhere and then oh, they don't respond. Oh, yeah. Even, I I know I'm bad with my phone. Yeah, because texting wait, people back. But I always we, respond. I always respond within 24 hours. Hang on, because we literally just did this on Friday. Our friend asked us about Saturday. And they said, be be here at five. And neither of us responded. Or it was something earlier in the week I about responded it. within 24 hours, though. I responded within 24 hours, as I always do. Because I, it's usually, if I don't respond right away, I'll see it. I'll, it means I acknowledge it. And I then I try and look at my schedule and it's like, can I work this? Can I do this? Do I? What am I going to say when I respond back to them? Because I don't want to say, okay, great, I'll get back to you soon. No, I want to be able yeah. to say, like, yes, I can do this. No, I can't do this. That makes sense. I understand. I hate when people don't respond back when you're trying to make plans with them. Or they respond back, like, four days later. It's like, hey, just saw this. No, you didn't. 
You're on your phone all the time. You just posted on Instagram. You posted on Facebook. I know you didn't just see this. That's not how that works. Yeah, come on. Uh Uh-uh. I hate when people do that. It's like, no, tell me you got caught up. Tell me you forgot to respond back. Or just tell me you didn't want to actually go. Like, yeah. It's okay to also not want to do something. Because then that fucks up my schedule even more. Is when I might be holding out to make plans with somebody and I put this hold there and then I don't hear from them and it just, they didn't want to do it at all. And I probably could have been a little bit more productive during that time. Yeah. You know? It's just almost disrespectful. If you are someone who does this, stop doing it. Yeah, seriously, stop. Just say you don't want to go. Just say you don't want to see me. That's fine. It won't hurt me. (laughs) It won't. It's like one of the most annoying qualities of people in our generation. You know, everybody's afraid to say what they feel because they feel like they're going to offend somebody or they feel like they're going to say something wrong. First of all, maybe think before you speak. But second of all, if they are your true friend and somebody who respects you, they're not going to think that negatively of you. And they're not going to take it personally. Friends don't take shit personally when it comes to this. You don't. And if you're a good enough friend and you have that foundation there, you'll understand and you'll be able to continue your friendship. Yeah. I have friends. Our schedules are so busy. We literally plan. We don't see each other for like at least a month or two at a time. Yeah. That's that's what it like. That's what it's like with some of um, the friends that I have. For example, oh my gosh. So Kristen, she's been on the show before. Oh, love Kristen, Kristen and I became friends March of 2018. We met at a mutual friend's birthday party and we did not see each other again until like June of 2018. Yeah. We kept trying to make plans to see each other and like either I was busy or I was out of town or she was busy, she was out of town and it took until June to have our schedules line up. It's tough, you know, and and you have to really planning in advance is also tough because you want to make sure that what you're going to plan around can be actually done and life does get in the way. Things do happen and it's trying to choose what's most important to you. Once you choose the most important things in your life and in your schedule, you have to get done, fit everything else around it. At least that's what I try to do. I mean, that makes sense because when it comes to... Um, I mean, this, this sounds very similar to what something that I learned in class in school, uh, college, I believe mm-hmm. how taking on tasks, when you take on tasks, you're supposed to list the most important ones first. And then the ones that are due first. Yeah. Like ones have the, the ones that have the closest deadline. Yeah. The ones yeah, that you go a- by deadlines usually when, when it comes to work or when it comes mm-hmm. to, um, that's what I try and do. I've taken a lot of like time management classes and webinars and stuff. And they all say that they go plan out your schedule based on what is due first. And that will determine the importance of it. If it's a project I know is not due to the end of the week, it's going to get pushed to the back of my schedule because then I need to focus on the other things. Not that I'm not going to focus on it or work on it, but if it does have a later deadline, then I'm going to push it back and yeah, put it in the you, back and for the more important things. Yeah. Cause you have more time to work on it. Yeah. You know, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, but at the end of the day, when it does come to like the social schedules, it's tough because you're like, everybody's important and everything is, you know, should be a top of mind. Yeah, it's hard because it kind of sounds like you have to weigh your friends. Prioritizing your friends is tough. Who is the most important friend? Who is the most important 
Which, that's a really bad way to put it. Who's the most important friend today? What? I don't know. Who is the most important friend today? That's definitely not a great that's way, a to, put way it. to put it. Oh, don't do that. Don't be that person. But at the end of the day, it's also like, don't, I, I would say, not necessarily prioritize your friends, prioritize the things you want to do with your friends. You know, which one is going to be a better experience? Is it going to be taking a trip together a few months from now or going to drinks tomorrow night? Ah. Uh. You know, you know what I hate seeing on social media are people that are constantly together. I'm concerned for their bank accounts. Like they're constantly going out. They're constantly doing all these things together. I'm like, yeah, you guys have great relationships, but also too, like, how do you got time for that? True. How do you have time to keep posting all these Insta stories like that? Because I definitely don't have time. We're in the studio today for three hours because we're trying to keep our weekends more open. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we can actually have the time to maybe do some of that stuff. But honestly, the reason I wanted to do three hours in the studio was because my Sundays are my prep days for the week. Honestly, I feel the same way. I just like the idea of having Sundays back and knowing that I would have the day to do something if I wanted to. Yep. Um. You know, or I just have time to just be at home. Sometimes you honestly need to plan a veg out day. Yeah, because you know what it... So, I said it before how my day usually goes. Like, I have work in the morning, then I come home for a break, and then I'm back out the door. Mm -hmm. To get out the door the second time is very, very hard. And when I say break, it doesn't really fully feel like a break because, you know... I can't fully just, like, veg out. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I have to go run to the store. I still have to make sure that I have time to get ready for the next half of my day. Mm -hmm. But the idea of having a Sunday where, okay, yes, I work in the mornings on Sundays, but to know that you're done at noon. Yeah, to be done at noon and not have to be anywhere for the rest of the day and knowing that I... The best feeling in the world. Yes, that I have that time to get stuff at home done and then... Or I have the time I can go and do something fun and then come home. Just not just knowing I don't have that night commitment. Oh, sometimes just sounds really nice, you know? Yep. I was, especially on a day like today where it's rainy as crap. Mm-hmm. I mean, if this was next Sunday, Whew. oh, I would be home, home by alone. home by twelve thirty mm-hmm. from work. Just done. In done my for sweats, the day. Put In a my movie sweats. on and call it a day. I was telling you the other day, I'm starting to plan out my time to be by myself. I, although it seems I'm very extroverted, I am extremely introverted. I love my alone time. I've been trying more actively to plan alone time, like time to myself, whether it's two hours, three hours a week where I don't have to talk to people. I don't have to be around people. I can just be alone. Yeah. I'm not happy when I don't have that time. No, because you... You just need time to yourself and not be so concerned about other people around you because I get the same way. Like, Mm -hmm. you've seen me come home from work after a long day of just – because I'm not saying that with your job you don't have to be present, but I'm just saying that with my job – okay, that sounded really bad. I was about to say. Let me me explain. Okay, so with my job, when I'm working, I have to be a very – Extra person of myself. You do have to give more energy as a coach. I have to give a lot of more physical. Oh, my God. You just dumped water everywhere on the table. Oh, Oh no. Oh, no. The wires. 
no. Hashtag trying to keep it together. Do we have paper towels? This is great. This is everything. This is the worst. This is what you get for trying to be extra. Okay. No. So I have to be more present physically. While with you, with your job, it's more of a mental work kind of deal. What the only, one of the biggest things I don't like is that we move to this flex seating work style where we have these open tables where Mm. you are just constantly around people. So uh, unless you actually get one of the phone rooms, you don't really get a break. Ah, gotcha. Nothing is really by yourself. I'm sorry. I'm also trying to clean up your water. Sorry. Oh, my God. Why did you do this? It was an accident. It wasn't planned. It's not like it was on the outline. Spill water, Sabrina. (laughs) No. Um, (laughs) At least there's, like, not much on the table. But, no, I guess, okay, so I have to be more physically present with people while you have to be more mentally present. You have to give a lot more, like, you have to output a lot of work i just have to output a lot of like energy i see where you're going with it do you you see where i'm going with it by the end of the day we're both very just over people we come home from work we're just so exhausted like you've seen me come home where i'm like i'm mentally exhausted i can't i can't talk to anybody like i'm done dealing Mm -hmm. with people for the day because it takes a lot out of you dealing with people whether it's more mentally focused or more physically focused. Yeah. It takes so much out of you because you have to be, you have to be concerned, not so concerned, but you have to be consciously aware of the other person present. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I have to do that with everybody at work. I have to be consciously present about what's going on around me, what's going on on my emails. If there's a meeting going on, I have to be physically present Mm -hmm. for those meetings. There are like some people during meetings where you'll see them like browsing around doing other work. And I wish I could be like some of those people who can browse around, do work and also stay focused in a meeting. But I can't do that. If I start doing other things in a meeting, like I just can't, I can't keep focused and I won't know what's going on. Yeah. So it's tough because then I've been trying this new thing where like if I have an hour meeting, I'm really trying to be present for that full hour or even Mm. those full 30 minutes and not look at my emails, not look at anything else going on and really try and understand what the purpose is for. Yeah. But then that also sets me back. And then I'm Mm. at the office later because maybe I didn't do something I needed to do and I needed to be more present in a meeting. So again, it goes down to like which one is more important. And, And usually the meetings are more important because... It will help translate to a certain project I'm doing or something I have to submit for review and and things like that. Um, it's tough. It's tough trying yeah. to like weigh the importance of your work tasks. Yeah, but then at the, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to be present for just like a lot of things and a lot of people throughout your day that you also need to find time to just be present for yourself oh, and kind of take a, for yourself like focus on yourself do something for yourself what's that like <laughs> let me yeah. know and just be your full self because let's yeah. be realistic people when we are home alone mm-hmm. we are disgusting we are wearing no pants like we are i am not disgusting stop just stop i am not disgusting stop. okay i am Listen. lazy Choose lazy, another word. Lazy, disgusting, whatever. We are primal when we are home. That's that, I like that word better. Primal. We we just we become primal. Like we I don't like to wear pants when I'm home. I mean same. No pants, you no know. No bras. I don't, oh my god. No bras. The no best makeup. feeling in the world in the world, ladies, you know this, is when you get to come home after work and take your bra off. Yes. 
sometimes I just oh. want to sometimes I just want to sit and just snack and sometimes I just want to have a weird ass snack. It's fine. You know, you want to watch whatever mm-hmm. you want to watch and not be judged for watching it on yep. Netflix or Hulu mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and just, yeah, be primal. Everybody's got their word quirks. It's, it's a release. It's a release oh, to be able to such just a release. get into that primal state. And oh, then it's the best. It makes it so much easier when you have to go back onto those tests because you had that kind of break. You know, like the next day. You need a mental break. Yeah. You need that mental break because if you're going, 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 going. You know, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna lose that you're strength gonna burn to keep out. going. Yeah, you're gonna burn out, and, and you don't need that in your life. It's all about finding that break before you burn out to give you that boost of energy you need to continue on. Like a lot of people think, like, oh, let me just grab a coffee, but it's usually not the coffee that helps boost your productivity. It's taking a step away. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need to take a step away, ten, fifteen minutes, get some fresh air, move away from whatever you were doing, and that can also help you get back more on task. I've yeah. been trying to do that more. One of my problems is that I like to always be at my desk, ready to go, ready to be prepared, but sometimes I find that doesn't help, yeah. and I need to, like, take a step away from my desk, and I literally will take a lap around the office, and people will look at me and be like, Alyssa, what are you doing? I'm like, it's my daily lap. I'm just taking a productivity <laughs> lap, and I'll walk around the office I'll take a lap and I'll come back and I'll feel like I can come back and do the shit that I need to do. Yeah. So what would you say in your quest for time management, what would you say is your your best tool that you use when it comes to managing your time? That, literally that. I think one of the best things you can do is plan a break. Plan a break. Plan it out and give yourself no excuse to take that break because we can always make excuses as to why we don't want to do something why we can't do something when at the end of the day we can do it we just have to go out in there and do it yeah and it's stopping the inner argument with yourself and not listening to that voice telling you why you can't do something so i guess i should have been more clear on my question i don't think you were that clear that i, I was not that clear because i was looking for like a tool like do you use a calendar do you use a planner mm, i don't believe in planners i personally don't think they work um because then you always like a lot of people will do them in their phone and that's fine i can't do that um it doesn't really help me because then i'm on my phone more and i get more and i get distracted more easily and i go on other apps like twitter or instagram mm. or facebook or a game so I'm trying to find ways that don't get me caught up in other areas. So I used to do in college, I had like a, a actual planner, like one of those Lily Pulitzer one type things because they were great because I could mark down in my calendar when I was going places and that worked for college. But as an adult, having a planner is tough. So what I try and do now is if there is an important social event happening, I will put that in my calendar and I will set a reminder for a week prior. And I do this also at work where if there is a big thing coming up that I need to prepare for and I need to make no excuses to prepare for it, I will set reminders a week, two weeks prior to give myself enough time to say I have this coming up and I need to make sure that my schedule is free so I can take care of this. Mm. Because a lot of people like to do things last minute, right? Think about when we were in college writing an essay, completing – a test or whatever everybody wants to prepare last minute and you can't do that we can't do that in the real world i know yeah and it's all about setting time ahead of yourself to get something done and not waiting until the last minute 
that's one thing I've always done is to not wait until the last minute because it's usually sloppy. It's usually not done correctly. It's done in a rush and you know it's not your best work. And you know if you have the time to do it, it could have been a better product. Yeah. You know, it's all about making sure you are scheduling yourself enough time to do something. Yeah. Back on what we were talking about earlier, you know, and as long as it's top of mind, it's the best. I started doing that with my uh, calendar and my phone of these like weekly reminders for stuff. And it's helped me so much. Even at work, like when we have campaign launches in advertising, I will set a three week reminder that each week up until the launch, I know what's going on because then it's like, okay, I need, what do I have to do to have, make this happen? What yeah. do I need to get done before this happens? So that yeah. way I can be extremely focused for that. Yeah. So I'm on a little bit. Say, what do you, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm a little bit behind on the whole time management thing. When I was in college, I loosely used a planner. Like I was one of those people that would mentally remind myself to do stuff. Can't and that's do that. not the smartest choice. Oh, I know. No. And I tried to carry that over into adult life, and that did not work. So I did actually <laughs> legitimately try to use a planner. Um, the planner did not fully work out. For some um, people, they're great. If you have the time committed to do one, they work. Yeah. So I, I yeah, the planner just was not working. So I very recently have done Google Calendar. And Google Calendar is actually saving my life mm-hmm. because uh, it's, it's connected to my Gmail. I can access it from my phone, yep. my computer, even other computers, um, which is super yeah, nice. Yeah, if you sign in with your Google account. Mm-hmm, so I can access it anywhere. Um, it reminds me when I have clients. Because then also, too, what that does, when I see I have a client on a certain day, that lets me know when I need to program them. Because mm-hmm. I see them on my schedule. I'm like, all right, I have this client on wednesday Mm -hmm. i need to program them on tuesday and then yeah you know sometimes uh, even even when i get clients done so like it's sunday i have clients tomorrow so i need to program for them tomorrow Mm -hmm. if i finish the monday clients then i can move on to tuesday yep and then wednesday and then i can kind of manage my time like that you know what i've also started doing that helps Having one of those ginormous calendars in my room, and I literally put stuff on there. If I know I'm going mm. on a trip, if I know at work we have clients coming in town, if I know we have a big, like my big ticket items, I literally have those massive calendars with like puppies on them. Yeah. <laughs> so I can like be like, oh, look at the puppy. Look at what's going on. It can't be that bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. See, I guess I'm opposite of you. I can't do any paper stuff. Like I need stuff on my phone. Yeah. I am a very... You know, I I do like my social media, and I guess with my job, I do need to be a little bit more social media focused. Like, I'm just so much more um, electronically focused Mm -hmm. that I I like having the reminders on my phone, and I like having the calendar on my phone, and I like... Mm -hmm. I like it like that because you I know, like it like that. Hey, I'll be baby. I'm done. You know, I'll be I'll be in the middle of something and I'll think in my head, I'm like, oh wait, shit. Is there something coming up? And like I'll go over, I'll go over to the calendar. I'm like, oh. Mm. All right, cool. And then I can set reminders in the calendar and um I mean even for the events, you know, it'll remind me about thirty minutes before. Mm-hmm. Have you tried to do like the week before thing for like big stuff you have going on? Um so I really haven't had anything super big yet. Mm-hmm. That I need to put in my calendar. Yeah. Because, again, I'm also still kind of stuck in the zone where I'm, like, mentally reminding myself 
that there's things coming up. So it's a for tough example, thing to shake. I used to do it yeah. too. So for example, next week and the women in podcasting event, I keep mentally reminding myself that, oh, that's next Saturday. Oh, that's next Saturday. If you haven't heard about Gotham's Women in Podcasting event, you should go. One of our, fa- actually two of my favorite shows, one we both know, um, uh, Lee from the Thank Me Later podcast is going to be there. I'm super pumped to see her speak. And then one of my other favorite podcasts, Books on the Subway, is going to be phenomenal. If you haven't checked them out, check them out too. Shameless plug. Yes. No, I am very excited for that next weekend because... I mean, we'll we'll get to meet a bunch of other women in podcasting and women just supporting women, women supporting women, we women podcasters supporting women podcasters. Exactly, that's what it's all about, right? That's what we hear doing out the damn thing. <laughs> I don't even know. That was a bunch of jumble. I'm very out of it. Yeah, are you good? Because we're also here for two more hours. I need like some coffee or something. I think that's what I need. You need to schedule some time to get yourself some coffee. Hey, or do you just need that mental break? That I you need were that mental earlier? break. Oh, well, on that note, on that note. So I guess the best things that we can tell you guys um, in order to manage your time effectively, you know, get a calendar. I recommend Google Calendar. Um, If you're like me and you are very electronically focused and you're also trying to save the planet and you don't want to do these paper planner calendars. I I get the ones that are recyclable. Okay. Okay. They are made from recyclable materials. And then I recycle it. If if you're a person that if you if you're a person that just can't do hard copy things like me and you like things electronic, I highly recommend Google Calendar. You can put all the events in there. Yep. Reminders, all that stuff. Just and also just consciously putting that stuff in is a reminder to yourself that, oh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I have this coming up. There you go. Um, you know, and when it comes to planning, those important things, they come first. Exactly. And also, too, you also need to come first. Yes. Plan, plan some time for yourself. Plan the self-care time. Plan some you time. Don't yes. forget at the end of the day, it's important to mm-hmm. plan stuff for you. And, and if, make sure it's something that you want to do. Yes. And if if you have any big time management things that you do that we haven't mentioned that you think would really help other people let if us know if there's something out there that could help me get up at 4 30 every day please let us just uh, know yes that's important please let me know probably the alarm clock being across the room though would I probably know. help it's starting <laughs> to help but there's also the one where like it's the floor and you have to jump on it oh yeah that's or like right. the running around alarm clock the one oh. on wheels Ooh, that could be a good one or dangerous you know what there was this one wild alarm clock that i saw on the internet once don't ask me i think i saw it like a BuzzFeed article for it, but it's mm. a alarm clock that you put in your vagina. I don't want to do that. Like, no, <laughs> that's awful. Wakes no. you up from the inside. <gasps> oh, stop. Sabrina. And on that note, we should probably go. On that note, that's exactly where we're going to leave it. <laughs> it is a no from me on that. Once again, guys, my name is Alyssa. I'm Sabrina. Thanks for keeping it together with us this week, and we'll see you back next week for episode 48. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it together I'm sure it's what it takes to stop me going under Stop the thunder at my door